Today's daf is daf Gimel, and we are continuing with the sugya at the bottom of Beis Amud Beis, two lines from the bottom. We left off yesterday that the Mishnah explained that the reason why in our Mishnah a feminine number is used, when generally the Torah uses masculine terms whenever possible, and therefore why would the Torah of the Mishnah use Shalosh, Drachim, Shalosh being a feminine number. So it says because the it is associated with the word Drachim. And when Drachim is associated with a uh, female concept, so then the number that defines Drachim is also female. So your Shalosh, Drachim is referring to Haisha. The Isha is acquired in the Shalosh, Drachim. Therefore, it uses the female term. Whereas in the Mishnah that we asked the question from, Zayin Drachim B'Shiva Zachar Drachim Boitkinas Azav. There, the focus is on a male, and therefore the Derech, the word Derech, then the noun is when it's defined by a number, is a with a masculine number. So Gemara says that the Gemara asked a question yesterday. So really, you should be using masculine whenever possible, but it's because the word Derech which is affected by the focus of the Mishnah. So then don't use the word derech, the more I asked, use the word davar. And just say, isha nitnis b'shlosha dvarim. Dvarim is masculine, the word shlosha then would be going on the word dvarim, and you use a masculine number. So why use the word derech, which then is affected by the term isha, and then makes the number in the keva, why not use the word dvarim, and then the number itself could be a masculine one. So when it says that, you're right. The reason why the Tana t- t- chooses to use the word derech, because whenever derech is being used, it's teaching us something about the natural condition, the natural order of either humanity or, 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 or a, 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 a characteristic, a world characteristic. So it's teaching some kind of insight into the human condition when it uses the word derech. In the case of Isha, it's teaching you, it's the derech of the man to chase the woman and acquire the woman because he's going after the bone that was taken from his body. And it's not the derech, it's not considered to be a natural order for the woman to be chasing the man. That's why it uses the word derech, and that's why there it has to use the word number because there's an insight in using the word derech. That's why you come out with a female, female number because it has to define the word derech. In the case of the Zav, it also is teaching you something that the seven things that you check to teach you that if you are uh, involved in excess eating or excess drinking, it will have an impact and cause a flow to come from one's body. So therefore, that's why it uses the word derech, because when derech is being used, it's teaching us a some concept of a, uh, a natural order, a natural characteristic that is applicable in humanity or in, 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 in the world. So Mara is going to ask a question. Then Mara says that we see that there is a Mishnah. And this Mishnah is brought down in um, Meseches. Uh, it's, it's actually brought down in Meseches Roshana, it's in Sukkah, but it's actually a Mishnah in Bikurim. And the Mishnah is discussing the fact that the Esrog has some characteristics of a fruit, and it has a characteristic of a vegetable. Halachically, fruit and vegetables have different, they're defined differently in halacha. And the esrog has 
a combination of some fruit-like uh, characteristics and some and, and one like a vegetable. So it says there, and it used the word derech, adasnan, esrog, shavel, ilan. And esrog can be equated to a fruit. Ilan means something that comes from the tree, a fruit. Begimil drachim in three ways. So what does it say? What are the three ways that an esrog is considered like a fruit? Number one, anything that grows from a tree, a fruit, the first three years that any tree, any fruit grows from it, it's got a status of arla. It's considered completely prohibited in any benefit. The fourth year, which is the second way an esrog is considered like a fruit, there's a din of revai. Revai is that you can use it, in, take it up and eat it in Yerushalayim. And the third way that an esrog is considered to be like a fruit is that uh, the, in, in the Shemitah year, a fruit, even if it's still on the tree, it, the provision of the Shemitah applies to the fruit as soon as it reaches a status called Hanota. Hanota is a certain level of development. As soon as the fruit emerges on the tree, the laws of Shemitah are applicable, and it doesn't have to be when it's picked, as opposed to a vegetable, where the picking is what defines the year. Where uh, by a esro, which is like a fruit, it is the development, the emerging of the fruit on the tree, even before it's been picked. So therefore, it's a shmita esro is an esro that developed to a certain stage uh, on the tree, even before it was actually picked. Now, so those are three ways that an esro is considered like a fruit. Now, it uses the terminology over there, drachim. So the one wants to know what insight into the the natural order or the characteristic, uh, special characteristic of a uh, that, uh, of the item being discussed is being taught by using the word drachim instead of the using the word dvarim. So that's the one's question. Is that the chorov there? It says it's the gimel drachim. So litni dvarim. Why doesn't it use the word dvarim unless you tell me there's some insight in using the word drachim? Which says no. The The reason why it uses the word drachim in the beginning of the Mishnah, because it wants to align itself with, it wants to be congruent with the, the second part of that Mishnah, with the yerek b'derech echad, that the esrog is like a vegetable in one way, b'derech echad in one way. So therefore, since it has to use the word derech at the end of the Mishnah, therefore it starts off using the word derech in the beginning of the Mishnah. It's a more obvious question. Sefer nami nitni davar. So then say in the end, if you just, that's the only reason why you want to use the word derech, really, it's not you to teach me anything. So don't use the word derech. And in the end of the Mishnah, also don't use the word derech, use the word davar. Say, yerek bedavar echad. So again, nachamol. So why does it have to use the word derech? If it, you're telling me it has to be teaching me something, so what is it teaching me there? So Mara says, no, there it is teaching me something. Is it telling me derech, the reason why it's considered to be like a vegetable? What makes a, the distinction between a fruit and a vegetable concerning the laws of Trumas and Maestris is as follows. Is that a, a fruit is, does not require nat, uh, human irrigation. It can rely on natural rainwater to survive in order for it to be cultivated. A vegetable, on the other hand, requires not only the natural rainwater, but it also requires human uh, irrigation. And since a, a, an esro is like a fruit in the fact that it needs to have not only 
uh, rainwater, but it also requires human intervention, it requires irrigation, that's why for the laws of Trumas and Maestros, it's considered to be like a uh, like a a uh, vegetable. Now, what in what way is it considered like a vegetable laws in Trumas and Maestros? Trumas and Maestros by a vegetable, taka go by when it's picked, not when it emerges. So we have halacha there for the laws of Trumas and Maestros. The first year after Shemitah, the first year and the second year, you give Maestro Rishon, you Maestro Sheni. Maestro Rishon is given to the Levi, Maestro Sheni is eaten in Yerushalayim. The third year after the Shemitah, you give Maestro Rishon to the Levi, and you don't do Maestro Sheni, you do Maestro Oni, you give it to an Oni. Then the cycle repeats itself. The fourth year and the fifth year, you do Maestro Rishon, Maestro Sheni. And the sixth year, you do Maestro Rishon, Maestro Oni. Now, what defines whether or not the fruit is in the second year or third year? If it's a vegetable, it goes by which year it was picked. And an esrog for the laws of Maestros, go by which year it was picked. So it comes out in a bit of anomaly. In certain ways, you said it's like a fruit that you go by when it emerges. But for the laws of Trumas and Maestros, it goes by its picked. Why? Because since Trumas and Maestros, vegetables are defined by needing more than just natural rainwater. They need the human intervention. They need also human irrigation. And an esrog has the same status. The derech of the esrog is like a vegetable. And that's why it uses the word derech in the end of the Mishnah that's why it aligns itself in the beginning of the Mishnah and also uses the word Gimel Drochim and doesn't use the word Dover. So when it says Malan, that in the end of the Mishnah it's coming to teach us it used the word Dera to darke the Esrog Kiyarek that it is the way of the Esrog it, is, it shares commonality with a vegetable. Just as a vegetable requires all water, not just natural rain water, but it requires all kinds of water, even irrigation, not just rain water. And Meister is defined by when it is picked, not when it emerges. So to the Esro, which is which requires all kinds of water, not just rainwater, but also irrigation as well. And therefore, therefore it's, the, it's, it's like a vegetable that the year of, if it's Maiserish, Maisersheni, or Maisersheni, Maiserani, is defined by when it is picked and not when it emerges, because in that way it's considered like a vegetable. So basically, we've answered as well that the reason why he uses the word derech there is there is something that is about the natural condition, something that the characteristic of the item being discussed, the reason why it's like a vegetable is because it has the same water patterns as a vegetable as well. Says the more writer, what about the hardest line we learned in a Mishnah? This is a Mishnah in, uh, Meseches, also in Meseches Bikurim. It says as follows, that there is two types of animals, kosher animals. One is called a behema, which is generally a domesticated animal. And one is a chaya, that's a non-domesticated animal, like a deer. Both kosher, but they have different halachic status. For example, a both need shechita. However, when you shecht a chaya, you have to cover the blood. Chaya and ophos. Animal, wild animals and birds, the first spurts of blood that come out when you shecht have to be covered, a special mitzvah of kisui hadam. You don't have to cover the blood of a behemoth. On the other hand, the chela, certain fats of a behemoth are prohibited, the chiyuv kares, 
whereas and a chaya there is no isur chaylev. So there is now a third type of category. It's known as the koi. Sometimes it's actually a buffalo. And it's not clear, is this a chaya or is this a behema? How do you categorize it? So therefore, it says the Mishnah, this animal called the koi. In some ways, it's considered like a chaya. means you're going to need to do kisiyadam, cover its blood when you shecht it. And there's certain ways that it's considered like a behema means that the chaylev is prohibited. Again, because we don't know how to characterize, we give the stringencies of both. And in some ways, it's considered like both a wild animal and a domestic animal. That means that you, uh, that you have to shecht it. The boat needs shechita like both of them. And in certain ways, it's not considered not like a chaya and not like a behemoth, which means you cannot mate it. You cannot mate it. You cannot breed the koi with either a chaya or a behemoth because in, in such ways we go the chumra, you don't consider it not like a chaya to breed it with chaya and you consider it not like a behemoth to breed it with a behemoth. And therefore that's the way it's considered like neither. Now, the Gemara says over there it used the word drachim and what insight into the uh, into the condition of the koi or the animal is being taught doesn't seem to have any special insight so why did you use the word drochim why don't you use the word dvarim so clearly you don't say that derech is only being used when there's some type of chiddush and if that's true then we go back to our original question why is it teisha nicknes shalosh drochim and then you're using a female term why don't you say the word dvarim and then say shalosh and furthermore, I'll ask you another question that we know that we learned Maseches Gitin. And when they get, when Adam bring a get, they have to say when they bring him Chutz they have to say Befana Nechta, Befana Nechta. It was signed, written and signed in front of me. And we said that by Shichur Avadim, a release, emancipation papers, someone sends and Shliach to send, to bring. Also has to say Befana Nechta, Befana Nechta. And this is one of the ways. Even though there are other ways that they're not the same, but in this way they are the same, that you need to say, So again, over there, what insight into the human condition or into the world order is that by using the word drachim, so nitni dvarim, so why didn't it say the word dvarim? Elas, the one is retracting. The word drachim does not have to be teaching us some any kind of insight. But there's a difference when you use the word drachim as to when you use dvarim. Says the Gemara like this. I'll explain it outside and we'll see it inside. Drachim is used when the item that's being discussed has is can be differentiated, has distinctions. In certain ways, it's like a, and in certain ways it's like B. So when you have, you're comparing it that it works in certain ways and it doesn't work in certain ways, then you use the word drachim. Davar or dvarim is only when it's exactly the same. There's no differentiation of distinctions to be made. So therefore, kol hecha de'ika Whenever there can be distinctions made in the topic being discussed. So therefore, that the kedushin happens in three ways, as opposed to chuppah, which doesn't have those type of distinctions and certain things don't apply by Kedushin. So then it uses the words Drachim, it doesn't use the Dvarim. Only these seven ways you check the Zav. Anything else is not considered to, disco- to, to, to nullify the effects of being a Zav. 
these items get to not equal to Shekhura Vadim, but there are other things that they're not. So whenever there are distinctions being made within the items being discussed, then you define it as Drochim, not Devarim. So therefore, Kol Hecha the Ikad Plukta, whenever there are distinctions, Tanik Drochim, you use the word Drochim, Kol Hecha the Leika Plukta, when they're exactly the same and there's no distinctions to be made, Tani Dvarim, you use the word Devarim. So says the Gemara, Dekanami, I'll bring you a proof. Dekhtani, say for, because at the end of that Mishnah by Esrog, it says, Rebelezer disagrees with Tanakama, and he holds that an Esrog is considered completely like a fruit. And how does he say it? And he says, this son of Rebelezer, Omer, Esrog, Shabbat, Elon, Lechol, Dovar. And then Lechol, Derech, Lechol, Dovar. Because since they're exactly the same, there's no distinctions to be made. He taka uses the word Dovar. He doesn't use the word Derech. So Shmami Nas, we see from that that we're right. That therefore, whenever there's distinctions that need to be made, you have to use the word Derech. And since we have to use the word Derech, then Derech takes on the uh, male or female uh, characteriz- characterization depending on the on the primary discussion of what's being discussed in the Mishnah. In the case of Isha, it's a woman. In the case of Zav, it's a man. And therefore, the number will follow suit defining the word Derech based on if it's a male number, male term, or it's a female term. And that's the conclusion of the Gemara. Now, Gemara has the following question. The Mishnah stated that Aisha nicknames Bishalosh Drachim and it lists them. Now, the question is, I can count to three. So why do you have to say three? Must be three and not four. It means you're excluding something with that statement. Similarly, in the end, and it says over there that, uh, and, and, and a woman is released to marry whoever she wants in two ways. Implies two and not anymore. So one wants to know Minyana the Reisha, the number that's used in the beginning of the Mishnah what's that excluding? And Minyana the Seifa and the Minyana the Seifa that she acquires herself in two ways what is that coming to exclude? So Gemara says Minyana the Reisha that Chupa Yichud she enters the man's domain so that only works for Nisuin. It You cannot use Chuppah as a form of Kedushin. And that's, we might have thought that Taki, that you could, because Lachora, uh, if we'll see later on, there's actually as far to say that Chuppah should work. So you might have thought that Chuppah could work for Kedushin, teaches you three and not four Chuppahs being excluded. We're going to see later on, Rapuna makes a Kalvachomer and a Foshiori to teach me that Chupa does work. So clearly Chupa is not being excluded. So then what is being excluded with a number? Because Rapuna is an Amora, he has to learn Shat in the Mishnah. So if he's not excluding Chupa, then what is being excluded? Is that even though Kesef works, Kenyan Kesef works, but you cannot do a Kenyan called Kenyan Chalipin. We're familiar with Kenyan Chalipin or Kenyan Suder. Like when you sell the Chametz, they give the power of attorney to the rabbi to sell it for you. There's something that's called Kenyan Chalipin. Kenyan Chalipin is that sometimes you don't have the money to give the person for the item that you want to acquire. So therefore, a Kenyan is made over an item, could even be a, like a handkerchief or a pencil, could be any item, it could bet that even if it's less than a Shavit Pruta, it doesn't have to be value. And the idea is now that the transaction, the transaction will go through with this Kenyan Chalipin, this Kenyan of exchange, 
it's uh, it's not really a bartering because bartering is that's considered more like a Kenyan kesem. Here you're actually taking something which is not worth the item that you're acquiring, but it shows the fact that I'm giving you this to acquire. That means I will owe you the money later, but the transaction will go through. So the question is, you might think that you can make kaddish and isha with an item. Let's say I don't have money on me right now. Just take a handkerchief and say hi, right, mukudashesli with this Kenyan chalipin. So you might think it can work. That's why it says three, three and not four, that chalipin does not work to acquire an isha. So miyute chalipin. Now, why would I thought you could do chalipin? I might have thought to say, since the Kenyan Kesef works, we learn out from the purchase of Avram, when he purchased the land from Ephron, so therefore maybe it works like all Kirkinyane Karka. And Masada Mekanya Bechalipin, just as a land, Chalipin works to acquire land. We find at Megillus Rus, we see Chalipin was used to acquire land. So you might think an Isha should be able to make Af Isha Nami Mekanya Bechalipin. You should acquire an Isha with Chalipin as well. Kamash Malan, that's what Tana's teaching. Shalosh Drachim, Shalosh Lemiute Chalipin, you cannot use Chalipin. That cheshman was a good cheshman. You told me a good point. You said, is that since you learn out from the Ephron, so therefore, same way Kesev works, let's learn out from the Ephron, Chalipin works in Karka, so let's say Chalipin should work by an Isha too, so Emahachanami, let's say that it should work as well. And for the Gemara, no. Chalipin is the Pachas B'Shavad Pruta. Since Chalipin can work on less than a pruta, you don't have to have the item on which the transaction is going through. It does not have to be a uh, anything of value. It is considered to be a it would be considered to be a deprecating manner of acquiring an isha. It's like you're, it looks like you're acquiring her for something, even though you still owe the money later, but it doesn't work that way. It, it, in, in people's eyes, it looks like you're doing a kinyan on some, on, with the isha, on less than a shavah pruta. And therefore, since it's considered to be a inferior form of kinyan, it would be deprecating to do that for the isha, and therefore, it doesn't work. You can't use that type of kinyan for an isha. So therefore, so therefore, the way, there's different ways that are shown in how to learn. There's just learn simply over here. Isha v'pachas m'shavah pruta, and uh, since chilipin works with less than a shavah pruta, and isha v'pachas m'shavah pruta, lo nafsha, would not give herself over. Therefore, the uh, the din is that chalipin cannot be used because it would look like you're trying to be Makona to acquire her with less than a pruta. Okay, so even in the case where you chalip in the Kli is worth more than a pruta, you still wouldn't be able to do it because that form of Kenyan does not work. Now, that takes care of why it says, Aisha nicknames with shalish drachim, shalish idolimiyute chupa olimiyute chalipin. What about Minyana Seifa, where it says that she can acquire herself through the death of the husband or through Gitin to remarry? So what is it coming to exclude? It says, chalitza. That even though Chalitza works for a Yavama to let her get married, and Dedunzbis breaks the Zika from the Yavam, but a husband cannot do Chalitza to release the woman to go get married. Chalitza will not work. Now, why would you thought Chalitza would work? So, Salkadait, I mean, I would have thought to say, Let's learn a Kavachama from Yavama. Right? A Yavam cannot give a Yavama a get. The only way to break the Zika, either you consume, there's a consummation of the, of the Zika by doing Yavum. If you want to break the Zika, you have to do Chalitza. 
get will not work. So you see, the chalitza is stronger than get. Get works by yavama. I mean, chalitza works by yavama. Get does not. So therefore, so therefore, my yavama shein and yotzer get cannot use a get, but still is yotzer chalitza. Zu and aishas ish a full married woman she yotzer get that get will work. So kavachomer, you might argue enodin she yotzer chalitza that chalitza should work as well. Kamash malan. That's what the Tana is telling me is that only two ways can she be released to get married, and that excludes chalitza. He cannot be released. A husband cannot do chalitza to release his wife. Only a yavam can. says in one of the you made a good kalachomer. So why can't chalitza work for an ashes ish to say what works for a yavama to be released? So amakra, because it's special zerasakasa that says by a woman is married it is safer krisus. The only thing that can create severance is a document. Safer Corsa, Vain Davar Achar Corsa. Only a document can release her and sever the bond. When there's a bond, you need a dav of Ashes Ish, only a document can sever it. But Chalitza cannot sever it. That cannot. So therefore, especially there's a Corsa tells you don't make that Kalva Choma. Okay. Although we did touch on um, what the source of an Isha getting married, having Kedushin with Kesef, Rashi points out that was only tangential. Here the main source of the, uh, the of this din is, and we're going to circle back to the Kicha Kicha Mizdei Efron, but the Gemara here takes a different approach as to what the source for Kedusha Kesef is, that uh, one of the three ways a person's Makadish a woman is through Kesef. So the, the Gemara asks the question, that Bekesev, that the Mishnah says that you can make Bekesev, how did the Tan of the Mishnah know that Kedusha Kesev works by an Isha pursue? And to f- follow up with another question, Hadasnan, that which we learned, uh, we, we learned earlier in Mesechus in, in Ksuvis, is that Ha'avzaka Bevito, that one of the rights that the father gives, that, that the Torah gives the father over his daughter, whether she is a Nara up to the age of 12, I mean, uh, a Nara up to the age uh, of between 12 and 12 and a half, or a Ketana up to the age of 12, three stages in a woman's life. She's Ketana up to the age of 12. From 12 to 12 and a half, she is considered to be a Nara. That's even she has brought simonyms, uh, signs of puberty. And at 12 and a half, she becomes a Bogeris. So as a Bogeris, she has full independent jurisdictional rights. But as a Nara from 12 to 12 and a half, she's still under the jurisdiction of the father. So what the Mishnah teaches us, what does it mean that the father has full jurisdictional rights over her, even as a Nara, is that Ha'av Zakai Bevito, that he has the rights to Bekidushah, to her Kedushin, because of Shtar Uviyah, means that if there is Kesef, it's a Kedushah Kesef, he keeps the Kesef. Shtar, he is the one that... Uh, will receive the star and the bia, meaning uh, that he has the right to determine who the person is going to be um, for bia. That's those jurisdictional rights are the fathers. So minalan de mikanya bekesef. So the same question you can ask over there is that the din kesef that the father has the jurisdictional rights uh, when she is a nara or a ktana. How do we know that kesef is uh, one of the ways that a father can do it. And furthermore, but Kesef Davuhu, and how do you know that he keeps the money? Even if you tell me that Kesef can be used, 
maybe the Kesef should go to her. How do we know that the father gets to keep the Kesef? So we're really asking two uh, questions over here. One is, how do we know Kesef works for any woman? And number two, that the father can makadish his daughter as a Ketano, as a Nara with Kesef. How do we know that he gets to keep the money? So Amrav Yehuda, Amrav, Amrav He says, you have a proof from the following verse. Pesach says that a father has a right to uh, sell his his ketana, to sell a minor into uh, to work as an ama ivriya. However, when she becomes a, a naro, when she becomes 12 with simonim, so the yotzachinam, she goes out free from the person that had purchased her, and ain kosev, and there is no money. Now, just to understand what the Pesach is talking about over there, Pesach basically says that when you sell an Ama Ivriya or an Evet Ivri, Sheishanim Tavod, the maximum is six years. However, there are things that can happen within the six years that will break the servitude. And in the case of the Ama Ivriya, one of the things that can happen is if there is Yud. Yud is if the Adon, the master, decides to marry her himself or uh, his son, to marry her off to his son. Then obviously she'll become a full wife and no longer there will be servitude. But if he doesn't decide to marry her and she becomes a Nara, she becomes 12 with signs of puberty, at that point, the Yotzechinam, she goes out free and in Kosef, there is no money. No money needs to exchange hands in order for her to be let free. Now, the words Ein Kosev seem to be extra. Obviously, if she goes out free, so then there's no money. So the, the, the Pesach is teaching you for drasha purposes, Ein Kosev. What's it saying, Ein Kosev? So, Rabbi Hudam Rav explains, it says, Ein Kosev Adam Zeh, that this master, who she's leaving his jurisdiction, there is no money with her leaving his jurisdiction. But Aval Yesh Kesev, but there is another master who she leaves his jurisdiction, that there will be money. Aval Yesh Kesev And what case is that? When a man marries off his daughter, so she leaves his jurisdiction. When he does Kedushin, Erisin, she leaves his jurisdiction, so there there will be money. I mean, that teaches you that Kesev is where the tool that can cause him her to leave his jurisdiction. So you see Kedusha Kesev, right? And therefore the words to Amanina, who is the other master? Who is that other person? It's the Av. It's clearly that must be referring to the father. Yesh Kesev Ladon Acher, it's the father. So, says the Gemara, it really only answers one of the two questions. It only teaches you that there is such a thing as Kedusha Kesev um, by a uh, by the when the father marries off uh, the Kitana or the or or the Nara. But But maybe still the second question we had asked is even if you learn this question, when she is uh, maybe the money should go to her. How do you know the father gets to keep it? Someone says like this Hashto, let's see, does that make sense to say that um, that she should get to keep it? Since we have Sukim that clearly state the father is the one that receives the Kes of Kedushin, the Pasuk by Moti Shemra, when a person, a father marries off his daughter, and now the Pasuk is talking over there, the father married off his daughter, and the man 
was Motsi Laz, he said that she wasn't a Basula. And uh, they go to Bastin, and the father brings proof that she was a Basula, and there's a penalties, Malkus and Mamon, lashes and, and financial payments that are uh, bestowed upon the uh, person that that uh, uh, cast aspersions on on, the, on on his daughter. Now it says the pasuk says over there as uh, it says as So it says since the Torah makes it clear that the right of giving over the kedushin. To give over kedushin goes to the father, because it says, "My daughter, I've given over to this man." So does it make sense that he has the jurisdictional rights to give her over, and she should keep the money? The ishak lakaspa means why don't you say that he has jurisdictional rights to give her over? Does that not go hand in hand that she gets to keep the money? Now, the uh, so so therefore, we've we've point, pointed out one. There is money. And your question was, well, maybe she gets to keep the money. Well, since the father has the right, says, so clearly if he can give her over, it must be that he keeps the money. So says the Gemara, who says, the Pasuk could be talking about that he has jurisdictional rights to give her over. Maybe that's talking about he has the rights to give her over as a katana. And that's when, since he has the right to give her over as a katana, as a minor, up to the age of 12, that's when he can keep the money. But, uh, and, and makes sense, because the lakes Yad the Kabbalah Kedushin, as a minor, up to the age of 12, she does not have the capacity, the mental capacity to, to make a transaction, so that makes sense that he gives her over and he gets to keep the money. But between the age of 12 and 12 and a half, Avalnaro, there is Yad the Kabbalah Kedushin, that she has, she can do any transaction between, after the, once she's Bas Mitzvah, so maybe then in such a case, since she has the capacity to, be makabel kedushin herself, mentally. So, one, therefore, maybe in such a case, she can do the transaction herself, and she gets to keep the money. Let her herself accept the money, but tishkol kaspa, and let her do the kedushin, and let her keep the money. Now, Rashi points out a difficulty because the pasuk that says that is asati leish hazeh, pasuk is prefaced by saying that the amar aviha naara. So clearly the Pasuk is referring to a Nara. So how can we say it's talking about a Ketana? So Rashi says it means that the, when he married her off, she could have been a Ketana. Now that the aspersions have been cast is about a, uh, a, a, she is a Nara. But it could be when he married her off, she was a Ketana. She's a Nara now. But as beating Asatila Ishaza gave her over as a katana. So all you see from the Pasuk, he has the capacity to give her over as a katana and he keeps the money as a katana. But our question is, how do you know as a Nara between the age of twelve and twelve and a half, he also has the capacity to marry off and keep the money? So maybe Taktish Ianafsha Tishkol Kaspo. So we haven't proven completely that the mission in Ksuvas that says that Avzaka Bevito we haven't proven that a scriptural source that he has the right to keep the money and actually the way Rashi learning even to Mekadosh her how do we know that as a Nara he's able to do it Sikmara so says like this okay we'll bring a different Pasuk this Pasuk that talks about the laws of our forest and the Dorim Pasuk says that uh that these are the laws. This is after all the laws of the father's rights to annul the 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 the, 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 the 
of his daughter and a husband's rights to uh, annul the nadorim of his wife. This is bain ish ishto between a man and his wife, bain av levito, and between a father and his daughter. Now these are the key words. Ben ureho in her uh, state of when she's still a nara, based via under the father's jurisdiction. So the pasuk there says that a father has the rights of his daughter for Hafaras Nadarim ben while she is in his jurisdiction. Now, what the Gemara wants to bring around, because this expression is that ben based on the just said, that father's rights to be made for his daughter, Nadarim. Right. Why did I have to say, or just say, even Benure, while she's a Nara, what if the Savio, while she's in his jurisdiction? So the Gemara, the Gemara understands right now must be that this expression, Benure, Savio, is telling me that while she's a Nara, Savio, she's under, completely under the jurisdiction of her father for everything. Call Shvach Urim Lavio. All of the benefits that are accrued to a Nara come to the Father, which would include as well Kesef Kedushin. So your question was, maybe when she's a Nara, she gets to keep the money. Teretz is, So says the Gemara, I'll prove to you that that can't be what Nureh Beisavia is coming to teach me. That it's going to be limited to only Nadorim, and it's not limited, expanded to other benefits as well. What's the proof? Because Elahadam Rav Huna Amarav, Rav Huna Amarav raised the following question. How do we know that when a the part of the jurisdictional rights of a father is that he keeps her Maiseyadayim, that whatever work product she makes belongs to the father? Because the post amo. when a father sells his daughter as a maidservant, now the expression of bito la'ama, as bito, why does it have to bito la'ama? So we're comparing the daughter to an amo. Ma amo ma just as, as an amo who keeps her ma'asiyadayim, the person whose jurisdiction he has entered, which is the Adon, that's why he purchased her for jurisdictional rights. So too, as a daughter must be, also goes to the father. Now Rashi points out, ah, maybe it's only Tomaraktana, and we know that the Pasuk of selling is only can only be referring to Aktana, because as an Ara, the Adon doesn't get to keep or he has to let it go. But he says, then there's no need for the Posuk. Obviously, if he can sell her as a Nara, he's selling the rights of the Maiseyadayim. He must have those rights. The Posuk must be teaching me more than what the simple shot is. Obviously, because the father has the rights of the Maiseyadayim of Aktana, must be the Stroshas comes to me. He also has the rights, not only of her Maiseyadayim as a Aktana, he also has the rights of a Maiseyadayim as a um, as an Ara too. Now, what's, what the point that Gemara is making is why did Rav Huna Amarav need this posuk of Ki Yimkar Ish as Bito uh, La'amo to compare Bas to Amo to teach me they can keep in my time? Why don't we bring the posuk from Aforas Nadarim? Any benefits of the Nara go to the Father. Why didn't he, we use that? 
So when it says, so the, when it says, tape of lay, why didn't you just, why didn't Rabbi Amarav learn it out from the Rabbi Savia? Obviously, he can't learn Maesiyadayim from that, because that's only talking about the rights of Aforas Nadarim. Aforas Nadarim, Aforas Nadarim, it's only referring to Aforas Nadarim, nothing else. And therefore, just as for Maesiyadayim, you couldn't learn out from the Rabbi Savia, from that Pasuk, Hachanami, so too, you can't learn out Kesav Kedushin from there either. It's Aforas Nadarim, so we're still back to our question. You have no raya. You can't bring a raya from the raya base avia that the father keeps the money. He can makadish his daughter zanar and keeps the money because it's only referring to our nadarim. He says the gemara lechora vechitem and neilif mehasam. Why not learn from there? Like a mamatzino, since we see ba'aforas nadarim as a nara, the father has the full jurisdictional rights of her nadarim. So learn from there also. He has the full financial rights. Of her kedushin as well, like a mom. It's called about it's Torah to us in one area, and we apply it to another area. Says the Gemara Vechi Tema Neilof Let's learn out from Hafaras Nedarim. One of the rules of Drasha is that if you find a law that applies by Isser, which Aforas Nadarim is Isser, you cannot apply it to laws of Maman, which would be Kesav Kedushin, because uh, Isser is um, a Chiddush, and therefore the fact that the Torah tells you something novel. You can't apply it to some other place. Maybe it only applies where that novelty was said. So Yisura, I mean, Mamonami Yisura lo yalfinon. Bechitem aneil of miknaso. So why don't we learn out there is a din that if a daughter, a person's daughter was, a person was ma'anis, either a person who, who raped or seduced his daughter, the father, gets to keep the payment. The Torah says, you pay the father. So why not learn from there that if the father gets to keep the knas, so Lechora, he should also get her kesef kedushin, if his mekadosh as a nara. And the pasuk of Onas Mafata is said by a nara, so just as he keeps the momon for knas, so why shouldn't you say he keeps the money for kedushin? So let's learn from penalty payments, the father gets to get her kesef kedushin, in, similar to what we said that we also cannot learn out uh, compensatory uh, uh, matters from uh, punitive ones also class is novelty it's, it's above and beyond it's a Taurus is something novel that you have to pay a penalty it's not a compensation it's a penalty and we're trying to learn out Kedushin which is a transactional matter it's something for compensation so you cannot learn out compensatory matters from punitive matters from penalty payments so you can't learn that out Kesev of says the Gemara okay fine so don't learn it out from the Kesev of the Knas but Chitem and Elad Boshe Pagam one of the things that the uh, person that was Ma'anas who raped the girl has to pay the father is also he has to pay the embarrassment the, the fact that he embarrassed the, the, the humiliation that was caused and also the uh, devaluation. Now, as a be'ula, she no longer has the same value as she did as a besula. And who gets to keep Oshas of Gam? That also goes to the father. And that is compensatory lechora. Is that those are those? So therefore, so let's learn our kesef kedushin. If the father gets to keep her boshes of agam, the money, so let he roll. So that's a raya. He should also be able to get the compensatory payments of kedushin. So when it says, if not, no proof, why shani boshes of agam You could argue that boshes of agam is something the father has a stake in it, since he has the ability to makadish to marry her off. Since he has the ability to marry her off, 
Therefore, he is impacted directly by her humiliation and devaluation because it's something that he has that right. He has the right to marry her to whoever he wants. Now, that also might humiliate her if he marries her to someone that she doesn't want but the father does. But since the Torah gives him that right of technically, quote-unquote, humiliating her by marrying off to whoever he wants. So therefore, he has a right in her humiliation. Similarly, the devaluation factor, by now her becoming devaluated, he can't marry her off to whoever he wants in the, because now she's not doesn't have that same value as she had before. So you might think, therefore, he has the stake, the right to the Boshas and the Begam. So the Chorah then why don't we say, so therefore you can't bring Mariah, that he also gets to keep her, uh, her, 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 uh, he doesn't have, you don't have Mariah, that he gets to keep her Kesav Kedushin as a Nara. Now, Tosus Akasha, that this is a little bit of circular logic. Take a look, there's a big Tosus over here. I'm not going to get into it, but the, the, the crux of the question is, is that what was, the, what it's saying is, is that Lechorah, since he can marry her off, to whoever he wants, because and therefore he has a right to keep Rabosha Supagam, so you can't bring me a Raya that he also gets to keep a Kesav Kedushin. That terrorist is he can marry off. Our question is, how do he know as a Nara he can marry her off? So you're using the answer, so the piece that's in part of our question, that does deals with, and see how he learns this, uh, this sugya. But uh, let's go on. So Mora says, let's go back to our original Drusha. Our original Drusha was that how do we know that, that maybe we should learn out from the Pasuk of Yotzeh Chinam Ein Kasev? Pasuk says that when you marry her or when you sell her as an Amevriya and she becomes a Nara, she goes out without Kesef. So we wanted to say Ein Kesef to the one who she's leaving the jurisdiction now, but yes, Kesef to one whose jurisdiction, in a different case where she leaves someone's jurisdiction, and that would be the father and the beings that's right, that the father has a right to keep her Kesef Kedushin. And on that we ask, no, maybe it just means that she, there's no Kesef now. In the other case of Nara, is she should marry herself and keep the Kesef herself. So Mora says that maybe we can go back and say, Chora, what's, what's the point over there? The point was the one whose jurisdiction she's leaving is the 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 uh, the other the master the yotzechinim ain't kosev to the one whose jurisdiction she's leaving so the chora we equating leaving jurisdiction marriage she leaves the jurisdiction of the father so it makes sense to compare the adon to the father because they're similar here she's leaving the jurisdiction of the adon in marriage she's leaving the jurisdiction of the father and therefore it makes sense to say in here there's no money there the means that the, here the, the 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 master can't demand money but there the father can it means if you're going to equate the drosha it makes more sense to say that here it's excluding money from the leaving of the jurisdiction uh, of the uh, that he can't demand money from her leaving, but there where she leaves the jurisdiction, who's the jurisdiction she's leaving by marriage? The father. So therefore it makes sense that, that he could demand it. Yitzir the kavasa kamemayit. It's a departure that's similar to the departure of a maidservant. To say that she keeps the money wouldn't make it similar because she's not leaving her jurisdiction. She's leaving the father's jurisdiction. So just as here, the one whose jurisdiction she's leaving, 
that person doesn't get the money. So similarly, the equation is that the one whose jurisdiction over there, when by marriage, which is, even, which is the father, is that he gets the money. You see, the Gavazah come in mind. We're comparing equal, it's, it's, it's equal entities. We're comparing apples to apples, leaving jurisdiction here, leaving jurisdiction there. No money goes to the person here. Money goes to the person whose jurisdiction is leaving over there. So we go back to that Russia, and that will be the source that a Nara, the father, gets to keep the Kesef Kedushin. So says the Gemara, but it's not really apples to apples because the jurisdictions are not equal. Because it's still not exactly the, leaving the jurisdiction of the of the master is not similar exactly to by marriage by kedushin when you leave the jurisdiction of the father. Why? Because by when the when 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 she becomes a nara, she completely leaves the master's jurisdiction. He has no rights no rights at all over her. Since he has no he has no rights at all over her. So the Pasuk says, She leaves completely. Now he's saying it's compared compared we want to compare it to another place where she leaves jurisdiction. She's leaving jurisdiction by Kedushin. She leaves the jurisdiction of the father. She's not completely leaving his jurisdiction. We she's she he still has rights over her. If she dies because she has only had Aristin. She has not had an assumption. She has not entered completely into the husband's domain. So she's still t- somewhat over the father has rights over her even after Kedushin. If she dies, Rashi says, the father inherits her, not the husband. The husband only inherits her once she becomes an Asur. So it's not, you want to say, because we want to make apples to apples, here she completely, she's leaving this person's jurisdiction by Kedushin, she's leaving that person's jurisdiction, so it must be here, there's no money there, but it's really not exactly equal anyway. Because In the case of when she leaves the master, the Odon, she's left completely. Hacha, in the case of the Nara, where the father was Chupa, she's still somewhat under his jurisdiction because she has not yet had Chupa, and therefore, you, it's not exactly comparable, once it's not exactly comparable, who's to say that therefore there's no money here, but the money would go to the father, maybe she still could keep the, the, the money, since it's not exactly the same. So it says, but it, in, in certain areas it's similar. But Afaris Nadarim, Mir Nafkalei Mershus, just as when an Afaris Nadarim, concerning Afaris Nadarim, she has left, uh, he's lost jurisdictional rights over her. So just as the Adon has lost all rights over his, the, the girl once she leaves, here too there are areas where there has been a diminishing, a loss of rights. You're right, it's not exactly the same. But for Hafarasatarim, the father now, once she's married, he's her, he no longer can independently be made for her Nadorim. Her Nadorim, once, while she's still in his Rashus as a Ketana or a Nairo, he can be made for Nadorim independently without anyone else. Once she's had Kedushin, once she's had Kedushin as a Nara, he needs the husband to join together to be made for Nadorim. So he's lost that independency. Offer. You're right, it's not exactly the same, but it's enough to say that there is some equ- equitable connection between the Adon and the father. And just as there, Pazik saying, Ein Kesev la Adon Zeh, it's telling you, Ein Kesev. Here there's no Kesev, but there's another place where jurisdictional rights are being diminished or are somewhat being lost, not maybe not completely, 
but yesh kesef le'odon acher, but that odon will get the money. So therefore, by far as Nadarmi and Afkulmashu said, there is some diminishing of jurisdictional rights that allows us to make the equation that here is leaving Rishus, there is leaving Rishus, no money there. Here there is a money to the Adon, to them who is the Adon here, the father. We said, Nara Murasa, he wants Eris in his hand, and as a po- the father can no longer do it on his own, Aviyavala, Mefirin Nidara. So at this point, uh, the, uh, uh, we have, we, says the, the mission just says the father now can, can't do it on his own needs the husband to help him with it until she becomes a sewer where he loses her completely now so at this point we've answered up the source of kesef is v'yotza chinam ein kosef and that also is the source is that a a naro the father can be makadashur and he also gets to keep the money gentlemen have a good day